is exactly how Fred McLeod, rest in peace, would have described Colin Sexton's incredible showing last night. Ladies and gentlemen, good morning and welcome inside the latest edition of Across the Cavs on Thursday, January 21st, 2021. What a night against Brooklyn. I mean... We all thought coming in, the Cavs defense should be able to keep them in the game, but then anything can happen. It's going to be tough. Brooklyn is just too talented. Well, the Cavs used eight players, seven of them in double figures. The Nets made their first ten shots, then went a little cold. They did their thing in the fourth quarter as they were expected to. Hit some clutch shots. Got a couple of whistles that maybe should have gone the other way. But the Cavaliers scored 20 points in the second overtime to guide them to victory. Jared Allen playing 31 minutes to the 25 of Andre Drummond. It was pretty clear who they believe their better center was. Just wow. I mean, they used eight guys. Garland was still out for this one. So was Love. Windler. Just wow. You know, team basketball. Seven of eight guys in double figures. The only exception was Isaac Okoro, who... Made a number of things happen defensively. And he did knock down two threes in the third quarter that I'm encouraged by. Larry Nance, 15-8-5 with four steals. How about Jetty Osman with a plus 18 net rating? Torian Prince with a plus 20 net rating. Damian Dotson in a bit of a different role off the bench, plus 14 net rating. Torian Prince got hot when the Cavs needed to kind of hold hold off the nets a little longer. Every basket helped. Jetty with 25-7-7. The Cavs at 29 assists on 56 baskets. You're going against James Harden, Kyrie Irving, and Kevin Durant. I mean, all three guys. James Harden, 21-10-12. Durant, 38-12-8 with four blocks. Kyrie at three blocks and 37 points. It was always going to be difficult, but they did it in spite of all this. The Nets blocked 11 Cavs shots. And they had 30 assists on 48 baskets. They were 24 of 27 from the line. Just wow, though. I mean, what the Cavs did was put themselves in a position to win by playing well all throughout regulation. There was never a time where it seemed the game might be out of reach. And that's really what it came down to. And by the way, the Nets... Uh, it was basically a six-man rotation with a little bit of Reggie Perry, a little bit of uh, Timothy Luagu Cabrero, and a little bit of Bruce Brown. they got to spread those out a little bit better. They also need to get a few more guys on the roster, as they will. I was surprised they didn't go back to DeAndre Jordan and stuck with Joe Harris in spite of his horrible shooting effort last night. But it all, everything that happened in this game, everything the Nets did right or wrong, mostly wrong in this instance, led the Cavs to getting this win. And, I mean, they led by 9 going into the 4th. They led by, I think, 14 at times in the 4th. As 1,944 people in attendance saw, it wasn't perfect. This game was not perfect at all. But it was what it had to be. The Cavs were 10.5-point underdogs. So they basically beat the spread by nearly 23 points, winning by 12 shattered the over, the over-under. I would have bet the under on this, personally, because the Cavs had only scored 100 points four times in you know, 13 prior contests. And here they were going over 100 for just the fourth time, fifth time this season. They're now 5-0 and when they score 100, 2-7 and when they don't. And you know what I really liked was the defense from the Cavs. 
They allowed 135 points, Zach. What are you talking about? You like the defense. I mean, the Cavs had 10 steals and 6 blocks. Four of them from the fro. They closed out on most of Brooklyn's shots as Duran and Irving and Harden were doing their step backs. They were making some, but they had to work for them. Osman, Okoro, Sexton, Nance, Prince, everybody was playing good defense on these jumpers. It was a joy to see because these are guys that when they're on their respective teams are all alpha males, although Durant and Irving have been teammates for the year already. Kevin Durant in OKC was unstoppable. Kevin Durant in Golden State was unstoppable. Kevin Durant this year still unstoppable coming off a a nasty injury that could have altered his career. James Harden, playoffs, say what you will, regular season, you don't want to have to be isolated on him. It's going to be hard. I think the Nets' issue was that it was their first game together and they're all still learning how to play with one another as seen by only two first-half shot attempts from James Harden, who ended up taking 15 for the game. Still very few. And on the other side, I mean, off these stops, the Cavs are hitting their threes. This is normally a horrible three-point shooting team. Well, one of the worst in the NBA, if not the worst. The Cavs made 20 shots from distance. Six guys made multiple, everyone but the bigs. 20 out of 40. The Cavs made 50% of 43s. That is just incredible. I mean, for the team that was dead last in makes per game to go out and make 20 like this? Huge! The confidence that Larry Nance Jr. has in his stroke and to come back in the first overtime and hit a three inside of a minute after airballing one a couple possessions earlier, just incredible. And it's just so great that there was a Nance involved in each of the Cavs' two highest scoring performances in franchise history. You know, they scored 148 on... You have to go way back to 1991 when they beat the Heat by 68. They scored 148. Larry Sr. was there. And now Larry Jr. is in the team that scores 147. You love to see that. And let's talk about the clutch play, right? Overtime... I was not confident, to be honest, going into that first overtime. I thought, you know, Brooklyn has all this talent. The Cavs may have blown their chance. It's on the Sexton turnover in the fourth. But I was wrong again, and boy, am I glad to have been wrong. Uh, The Cavs are down five. Jared Allen hits a mid-range jumper, minute and a half. Kevin Durant's shot was way off on the other end. Larry Jr. comes back with a three at the end of the shot clock. Nothing but net. I love watching him shoot the three. And then they get their stop. Actually, you know, Jeff Green makes a three. So, oh boy, panic time. Here we go. Uh, I think it was Osman shot an air ball. And then Sexton had this ridiculously athletic putback on a layup, right? So, there's that. And then, here we go. Nets make both free throws after it looked like James Harden had traveled. Actually, that was before. Anyway, fast forward, down three, Sexton, one-on-one situation, baseline, cash. Durant misses. They go to the second overtime, and Colin Sexton, despite missing three out of four free throws in the early going, just got hot. What, three straight threes or four straight threes? I think it was three threes couple of mid-range buckets and the dish to Torian Prince to ice the game. Clutch factor. 20 straight points for Colin Sexton. Are you kidding me? Who was the last guy to do that that we know of? LeBron James. 
Game seven or game six. All right, it's game five. Game five, LeBron, May 31st, 2007, 25 straight for the Cavs. From the end of the fourth quarter through the overtimes. Just ridiculous. How old was LeBron James when he scored 25 straight in the overtimes win? 22. How old is Colin Sexton when he scores 20 straight in the overtimes win? 22. Should the Pistons have beaten the Cavs in 2007? Probably. Should the Nets have beaten the Cavs in 2021? Also probably. Just unbelievable that we can go back and and compare, uh, legitimately compare, a, a Colin Sexton performance to a LeBron performance and not sound delusional about it. The times are changing for Cleveland. They're 7-7. Seven and seven. The defense has been unbelievable throughout the season. And, I mean, I really don't care that they gave up 135. They won by 12. They were supposed to lose by 11. They're facing the toughest team to cover in the league, who in a couple weeks might be beating teams by 50. Who knows? What does this win today? Or, yeah, what does this mean moving forward? This means that teams can no longer just act like the Cavs' start to the season is a fluke. Their defense is where it is for a reason. Everyone plays their role. Everyone plays tight. You know, and now with Jared Allen, they've got an explosive shot blocker to fall back on when they need to. They, don't, they did not have a consistent rim protector in Drummond. He didn't always go for those plays. And, you know, this just means that Paul Pierce, who said Colin Sexton and Darius Garland can't play defense. The Cavs are the worst defensive team. That's why the Knicks are better. You know what? The Knicks might have, might have as much talent as the Cavs. They might. Probably not, though. And just to hear something like that from a guy as well-respected as Paul Pierce, not as respected as an analyst, but he does some good work. I mean, I'm going to get fired the Cavs up. They came out, and they did it. Isaac Okoro was the perfect number five pick. They're going to get Darius Garland back tomorrow along with Dylan Windler. Kevin Love's a few weeks away. I'm very excited about the future of this team. Larry Nance Jr., by the way, 27 years of age, I think has proven that he can be the starting forward consistently. Last year, you know, he'd have some big rebound games. He'd have good moments. But his defense this year leading the NBA in steals, adding four more last night. Love Larry Nance. He brings so much to the floor. I know his dad is happy with what he's seeing. I was probably at the game last night. I mean, like father like son, an athletic Nance making major plays. I will add that late in the fourth quarter, the Cavs had a total broken possession. Jared Allen went, was going out of bounds, threw it up in the air as high as possible. He's trying to keep it in. Larry Nance jumped as high as Derek Jones Jr. on a dunk or as your neighbor on a pogo stick he was high saved it they got a basket out of the sequence that played a huge role in the game i mean i'm excited you should be excited this means the Cavs are a legitimate squad moving forward they're only going to get healthier the future is very bright jb bickerstaff has got to be in the coach of the year conversation but you know that's going to do it for this edition of across the Cavs. just a quick little recap of last night Feeling really good about this, and I hope all of you are too. I'll be back soon. Appreciate everybody that tuned in. See you on the Twitter sphere.